Tommy, how are you going, my friend? What's going Good, on? Mate. Good, mate. Big Carlos, how are you going? Doing I'm well, well, mate. You're doing I'm well doing with a really boy. Well. I am, actually. Last night, though, funnily enough, he'd had a bastard of a day yesterday. Uh, I hope it's not that wife... bloody spider story again, though. No, no, not <laughs> fuck the spiders. The wife and the... <laughs> no, not at all. And the mother-in-law had a real bad day with him. He wasn't sleeping. Um, just just a bad day, you know. Just He was battling. I think he might have had a bit of a pain in the guts, had to do a big shit, because he hadn't shit for a couple of days. Yeah, mate. But I got home from work... A little bit tired. I said, look, give him to me. Go rest your head and I'll see what I can do with him. Mistakes were made because I couldn't do anything with him. I took him outside, walked around in a circle, turned all the lights off, turned all the lights on, did everything I could. We fed him again. Nothing happened. Did a little bit of a shit, still didn't settle. And I thought to myself, you know what? There's only one option here and that option is get in the car and drive as far as you can. So I put him in the car, drove up to Caboolture, did a U-turn because I got scared because fuck me, Cavulture, Jesus Christ. It's a dump. Uh, oh, mate, what a place. Uh, come back down the highway, drove through Kalanga. Even worse, there was dead shits everywhere in Kalanga <laughs> last night. Just walking around the road, walking on the street, just morons. Then I thought, you know what, he's pretty quiet. He hasn't made a noise for a while. I kept flicking the internal light on because I was getting a bit nervous. He was so quiet. And then uh, I thought, you know, I might drive out to the old haunt out at Fernie Grove, see what's going on. There's nothing going on out there, which was good to know. Never is, mate. Home. And uh, picked him up. He was as quiet as a mouse, slept like a baby. So that would be Dad, Car, One, Carlin, Ka- sorry, Kalen, Zero, yes. sleeping. One What's nil on with you? to the big fella. Look, it's That's funny right. you say that, right? Because, like, uh, I've heard that story about people taking him in cars to calm him down. We've never had to do that with Elliot. But I've always wondered, like, if anybody actually did it, like, how yep. they did it and if it worked. So now that you've said that, obviously it does fucking work. Because, Mate, like, it worked a treat. Yeah. I think, because he loves the movement of the car anyway. Well, they do if we're in the car well. and we stop, oh, my God, he blows up the lux. But um, putting him in the car and he just moving, I, I, I enjoyed it. I listened to a podcast. I was listening to the Matty John show. Listened to a bit of Case File. And I thought to myself, you know what? Just just enjoy it while you it's can. A day and as soon a, as, it's a drive out for you too, mate. Well, it was. And, it, and as soon as I started to get a little bit tired, I thought, you know, this is it. I'm going to pull up stumps here because I don't want to do anything too dangerous. I don't want to be driving around. Like, don't want to so, crash a car like me. No, well, unlike you and <laughs> unlike the uh, countless others that do every year. So I thought I'll drive home. I won't pull a Tommy gun. Stay away from the bin trucks and uh, yeah. get into the household. They're very dangerous, yeah. mate. That's right. So that yeah. was my uh, night last night. Very good, mate. Good. Very good. Bit of father-son time. Yes, mate. You always need it. And you give the missus a break. That's always good, mate. She yeah, that's right. She, and she needed a bit of a kip because you've got to fill them tits back up, you know. Like, they get absolutely <laughs> drained. They do, dry. mate. They do. Well, dry is a bad word because they're never dry. There's always something in them. But gee, when they she need wakes replenish, up... mate. Oh, mate. If she has a kip... And she wakes up, they are swollen and looking good. That's always the strangest thing, hey, when like they have when they do like have a feed, it's not that long and they're ready to go again. It's insanity. Yeah. They're fucking animals. Yeah, but, absolutely. Like, they're like they're um, just crazy little creatures. They are, mate. They're just blood suckers. Well, in this case, they're not blood suckers, they're just milk suckers. Milk they suckers, take, just on the go. Up. They do, mate. Like I've said before, women should have six boobs to give the other four a rest every now and then. Because Jesus <laughs> They they put don't women put some work in on breastfeeding? They do, mate. Like it, they do. It's under it's it's underappreciated and underspoke about how much work they put in. Doesn't They're it make you feel extremely and, useless sometimes? Well, it does, but that's why I try and get up and just do me part, like make a bit of toast or get a bloody drink, or even if I just sit there and watch a bit of telly with her or something, then I don't feel like such a dead shit. Sometimes I just get up and clean the house, like yeah, because like if she's gonna sit there and feed. And she wants a bit of company. I'll get up and I might just empty the dishwasher or fucking, you know, clean up the kitchen, put my clothes away, take the bins out. Just do something to to break up the monotony and not just feel like an arsehole for sleeping. We'll see how long that lasts, though. But That's it, mate. You, you're only <laughs> I'm human. I'm still feeling good. I'm yes. only human. That's it. Um, so, Tommy, Premier League round one. Big Jesus, round. I thought it was a great round. It was, I mate. have... I was really impressed by some and really disappointed by others. Guess who? We'll get to that later. Mm. Let's uh, 
Let's have a little rundown. I'll tell you the first thing that I noticed and that I loved, new ball. What's your thoughts? I really like the new ball. So that's always a thing every single year. They obviously release a new ball every year. And, yep. Um, yep. I really like this year. I, I wasn't a, a great fan of last year's ball. I Neither was I. That, that just, blue circle thing. I didn't yeah, like it. Didn't, nah, I didn't either. It didn't excite me. This year, I really like it. It's cool. Yep. Um, it, yeah, it just looks good. I can't wait to see the yellow version of it for the winter. Oh, absolutely. Um, you absolutely. make a good point. Good ball. Probably going to buy it. Um, yeah, but yeah, talk, in. yeah, it's it. Big hoofs, big fucking get up, son. Um, but yeah, you're talking about a good round and, and, and things that happened that you didn't think was yes. going to happen. I tell you what, I did not see Tottenham beating City. That's probably going to be the biggest shock of the Absolutely round. Absolutely not. Um, Absolutely not. And we, you know what? We, let's, let's start with Tottenham v City. Let, yeah, that, I, I think that's fair enough. Let's get that one out of the way. It's fair enough. Because that, that talk, I, needs some talking to, about. I, I agree. So I did not see that coming at all. I no thought City did. were going to be too good. Um, Tottenham's fullbacks were good, man. Jaffet, Tanganga, good. Real good. Regulon, really good. That, he held Grealish. Tanganga held Grealish to sort of nothing. And I didn't think Grealish was poor, but I don't think he was sensational. Um, City as a whole were poor for me. I, I didn't think they were that good at all. Because I think Tottenham, in that they should have won 3-0. Son, Hyungmin Son, with the great haircut and the smiley face... He fucked up at least two more scoring opportunities by pulling up in the box, not crossing, not shooting. He really made a cunt of himself with a couple of them. Do you think? Do you think that uh, this result is an isolated result, or could you see Tottenham uh, being being a force this year? Because here's what my not in thoughts, the top four. Here's what I, my I still thoughts think they're going to come sixth. Um, I think it was a really good win for Tottenham. I think that uh, that there's you cannot dismiss what they did. They played great. They deserved Mate, they their win. Um, and they deserve all the plaudits that they get from it. However, I can't look any more further ahead than than what they are. So I think that they no, played really well. I think the fans played an enormous part in their success. How good! How good to see the crowd. It's, that was another one of my points, it's, mate. Man, I, I say it. I've said me. it lower last year, and I'll say it again: that fans in stadiums, in all sports, not just football, because fans are back everywhere now, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Unless you're in fucking Victoria, New South Wales, because they're a bunch of fucking oh, spastic. You've seen the there. American media laughing at us because we're in lockdown. With oh, mate, I had this conversation. Zero point zero zero four percent of the population. Exactly. I've I've, I've had this work uh, conversation at work on countless amount of times. Australia have handled this fucking COVID nineteen disaster, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. They have handled it the worst, probably out of any major country in the world, and that's just a fact. Um, I won't get into that because I can't be fucked, but we've handled yeah, it terribly. Um, getting back to Tottenham, fans back in the stadium, massive, 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 uh, just increase in your morale. You have the Absolutely. Fans, you have the fans it's a pushing plus. on. It's a so major it's, plus. It's the little things, right? So, for example, and I was listening to another podcast, the Redman TV podcast, um, the Liverpool podcast that I follow, and they made a really... Uh, great point that I think someone needs to touch on. It's like, so when you're playing with no fans, right, and you're playing against a team that, let's say that aren't doing very good, let's use bloody Norwich, for example, let's use our our game. So when you have a chance and let's say you miss a shot and it goes wide or they make a last-ditch tackle or something like that and there's no fans in the stadium, the team that actually makes that, uh, that tackle or the team that's defending, like Norwich, they get spurred on by it because they're stopping you from scoring. Yep. But when yes. fans are in the stadium and you're constantly having chance after chance after chance, the fans get behind you because they think, oh, it's going to come. It's going to come. They keep knocking on the door. I and agree. then they get, they get amped up and the, yep. the sound revs up. And then the team that's defending, they start to they start to get more scared because the yep. atmosphere is louder. And I think absolutely that has a massive effect on outcomes of games. And so, for example, with Tottenham and City, uh, like Tottenham, when they had the, t- the attacks and they were going forward, the the fans are pushing them on and they're pushing them on, pushing them. It's so loud. And sometimes, when even though you're a great team like Man City, that you can go into your shell a little bit. It's happened so many Absolutely. times at Anfield when we beat Barcelona four nil and went into the final of the Champions League a couple of years ago. It's that crowd can literally alter the way games are are going to go, and it it, um, it gives you a twelfth man almost. It, what, absolutely, I think the undersung undersung thing with crowds and especially passionate crowds is it gives you energy when you're tired. I, I've noticed teams when they're dropping in a bit of just the game's in a lull or something's going against them. If the crowd gets behind them, their energy peaks and they just go again. And I think with Tottenham, 
it really stood out, especially in the way they defended. Because they were poor with a lot of finishing. Bergwijn missed a fucking sitter. And like I said, Son missed a couple. They should have put a lot more in. But the way they defended, you could almost put on the back of the crowd. They were that good yes, in, in defence. And, you know, like, um, there's so many other things to talk about with, with fans. So, for example, like, um, like we talk about, like, the greats of, of other sports, like the Michael Jordans, the LeBron yeah. James, the Kobe Bryant's. And and what they have is they have that that sort of clutch gene that when the when it yes. comes down to the last couple of minutes they're able to shine even under pressure right some people I think with and, and, and players, on both sides of the ball they exactly. they can either chew, yep. they can suck the energy in from the crowd mm-hmm. or they can shut it out they exactly can shut right the crowd out but, really really easily but some players can't and like That's right. so last year when there was no fans some players excel because there's no pressure on them and they can, they got that time on the ball and, and like yes. the defenders when you when you're in a a hostile sort of uh, area like let's Liverpool playing yeah. at bloody United or whatever. When when yeah. the defense gets the ball, the fans aren't right on you, so you feel super pressured. Like someone right behind you, and all those little things they add up. And especially when you're attacking, let's say your your son, right, and you're running yeah. down that wing, and you can hear the fans that are right next to you because it's so fucking close, and they're fucking screaming at you like, "Go on, you little bastard," or whatever they're saying, and they're pushing you on, and you get spurred on from it. So then every time you go, you're you're gonna be you're gonna play better and. And that I hundred percent believe that fans can alter alter I results, agree. and and you know, that was evident. Tottenham come out opening day in the stadium that they've got. The fucking place was packed to the rafters, and that they yes, won that was. game without Harry Kane. Yep, and you know what? As a good segue to another game, fans for Brentford, I thought were unbelievable. Brentford but that's exactly what I'm talking about. Brentford two nil, like. I took a lot out of that game from Brentford. I, I think Ivan Tony is going to be a star. He will not leave the Premier League now. He Even if Brentford drop, he's going to stay up, right? He was in everything. He was pressing everyone. He was just constantly around the ball, right? Early on, he was. He, there was a few missed shots. It, it could have been even more. But early on, he was just all over the ball, Ivan Tony. I was so impressed with him. And then their crowd lifted him. They grew another leg. They had two legs and the world's biggest penis, Brentford, because of that crowd. They were unstoppable. <laughs> uh, the how tripod. good is it, though? How good is it? It's Mate, so it's unbelievable. And, and in that Brentford game, there was so much well-done stuff by Brentford. The pace through the midfield, the quick counter-attacks. They were just so good, and Arsenal were so fucking shit. Arsenal don't have a backbone, mate. They they don't mate. have a backbone. They can't defend. They none of their problems that they had last year they have not fixed. They still have yeah. the same issues. They are going to be terrible. We picked them to be mate. in the top seven. I if they keep playing like that, don't mate. even put them in the top ten because that they team does a, not have a backbone. They had a goal scored against them off a fucking throw in. Yes. Like and a headed if you goal actually, off a throw-in. watch the defending on that, the ball actually bounces in the box. It bounces over. Yes. And then they header it. Yes. So the ball... And that's... When you play football, and I played it a large part of my life, and I was a yeah. centre-back, the biggest thing you get taught is even if there's a long ball coming in from the, the opposition's half and it's going into the box, yeah. wherever it is, you do not let that ball bounce. Because when it bounces, that's when stuff starts to happen. You get a striker in behind you or whatever. So you cannot yeah. let that ball bounce. You have to get it out. I don't care how you do it, you get it out. And Arsenal didn't get it out. They just let it bounce in the six-yard box. What the fuck do you think is going to happen? Anything can happen. My... It, can come off, it come off a leg or anything, you know what I mean? But yeah, useless. More, I, I thought it was so fantastic and emotionally good when Brentford scored their first goal in the Premier League ever like that and it was a good goal too it was, it was a, a good really goal. good goal Sergi Canos just popping them in off the right used to play for Liverpool and, mate yeah and the crowd goes wild my biggest take out of this game and even if not even sort of game wise I think Ivan Tony's going to be a cult hero I really do he has got a spark about him great haircut good smile the bloke's going to go places. He is not going to be out of the Premier League. Even though he didn't score, he had an effect on the game. Did no, he? he didn't have a score, but I think he was. I think he was the best player on the field. Even yeah, he though had, he didn't score. He had an effect. You don't he have had to a, score. He, he, he had affected a everything. He, his presence was felt. Um, Absolutely, mate. 
Absolutely. Oh, the big one. The the walloping of the round. I called the hat trick. I called Rashford playing. I'm a fuckwit. He's out for 12 weeks. Am I not the dumbest man who's ever lived? But Bruno Fernandes, hat trick, Man United 5-1 over Leeds. This is going to pain you, but they were good. It does pain me. But um, look, I'll talk about it, and I'll try to keep myself really level-headed, even though that's very hard when you see that. They were good. But look, I'll say this. Um, they're very, very good at going forward. That is no surprise. They are very oh. good at going forward. They were good at going oh, forward they. last year. Um, they got a great attack. Uh, the only thing I would say is that Leeds scored in the 52nd minute to make it 1-1 to get themselves back in the game. And in 16 minutes, they were 5-1 down. Four. I don't, and you know what? 16 minutes. And what we said in our last episode, what did we say about Leeds? That they would come, yeah. they would keep coming at you, they would keep coming at you, they, they lead themselves over they don't yeah. learn. They keep coming. No, they don't. And you know, that goal, Luke Ayling, that was a belter. It was a great that goal. It was a belter. And then all of a sudden, the house of cards fell. Pogba took over. I thought Mason Greenwood was really good. He had some lovely touches, some real subtle, skillful touches to feed the ball through places. For someone so young, he was good. Pogba was ridiculous. Four assists. Like, come on. Fernandez. I don't like him. He was good. He, for someone to score a hat-trick and still not play that well, I, that's that's quite crazy. That's, that's a fair point. But, I mean, but, but, you know, the thing is, Man United play to their strengths. So uh, yes. if, if I really analyse that game, Leeds play a very high line. And yep. Man United knew that. And when they got the ball Just in the midfield, balls. they played long balls. And that long if, ball, long ball, and long Leeds ball. Leeds don't... They don't change their style, man. Like, like I no. said to you, even if they go forward down, they're still going to play the same way. And, and Man United yep. exposed that, and they took advantage of that. And credit to them. I mean, ultimately, you still got to score the goals. So they scored five goals. Right. They, they look good going forward. I, they, they did this a couple of years ago. They beat Chelsea 4-0 on the opening day and then had a shit yeah. year. So opening days aren't the uh, barometer of if a team is going to be great in that yep. season. But... When you win 5-1 at home on the opening day, you can't exactly be mad. So. And you know, and you've got to be happy. And you know what I think? If I'm a Leeds fan, I'm really worried that my defense can't handle massive momentum changes. Because once they lost momentum after that 60th minute or whatever, it was game over. You knew it was game over once the momentum sw- switched to United and they weren't stopping. And I think Leeds, a really big loss for them is that Alioski. That fellow with the blonde hair, I think he's fucking Polish or something. He's a huge loss. Even though he wouldn't have done much in defence. But he, he is really... A, he can give them a big kick in the ass in attack. But if they can't change that moment... Like, if they can't stop the momentum, they're fucked. They're in from a hard year. Yeah, but look. I mean, again, we've got to look at it like this. Leeds, you know, they're playing Man United. And we've yeah, got right. Man United being in the top four. So they played a top Absolutely. four side. Um, and they, they, yeah, they got played off the park <clears throat> at Old Trafford with fans in it. I'll tell you right yep. now, when Leeds play at home at Ellen Road, that thing is going to be fucking off the hook, and they're going to it'll be a, rocking. They're going to win a lot of games, so I, I yeah, don't I think agree. they're going to be in trouble. They they didn't play well. They got exposed, uh, and Man United tore them apart. As simple as that. Absolutely. And like we said, old uh, Bruno Fernandes hop skipping a fucking jump. Oh, uh, I, can't that, I don't do anything on the defensive end. Doesn't need to because he's got a hat trick. No. But uh, yeah, that's right. Pains me well, to say, but they played well. They did. Burnley, Brighton. Burnley lost at home. Sean Dye should be filthy. Did call I it. think Brighton were very slow out of the blocks. They were poor. The Burnley goal, uh, th- that headed goal where Neil Malpay got pushed on his ass. And I thought, ooh, this could be a VAR overturn. And I was so happy they didn't overturn it. I thought, you know what? Stand up for yourself, cunt. Don't get pushed over in the box. You don't have a goal scored against you. And I'm happy VAR left it. The end of the game was sort of pretty exciting. Motor come on as the super sub, put one in for Malpay, great finish. But other than that, for me, it was sort of just a bit of a, how you going, round one, let's feel each other out sort of a game. Yeah, and look, and those games towards the bottom of the of the table, those teams are going to probably be towards the bottom end of the table, we think. Those games yeah. are sort of like that. They're not... Yeah. They're not thrillers, but they're kind they're of a just dour. Like, yeah, they're dour, and they're, but they're kind of professional games. You know what I mean? But just touching yes. on VAR, like you mentioned, I think that VAR is making a conscious decision this year to be a bit more lenient. I think because I've read about yeah. the offside rule, and they've actually changed it a little bit now. They've given the benefit of the uh, of the doubt back to the attacker. To so the that's attacker. How, so yeah. that's how the offside rule used to be. So before 
yeah. VAR came in, it was always to the benefit of the attacker. So if they were like pretty much in line, but the attacker was like fucking, you could see him, he's just pushing forward a tiny bit, the yeah. benefit of the attacker would always get it and he'd be on side. So uh, they're bringing that, that- back. So th- th- there's going to be a thicker line now for the attacker. So if yeah. they're not a fucking, then it's going to minimize the, oh, his toe was offside, his armpit was offside, yeah. his knee, all that yeah. shit. That's going to go now. So. Um, I agree. And you know what? Thank fuck. Because, geez, it stopped some great goals. It did, mate. I mean, the amount Across of, the world. Amount of goals sh- and decisions we got overturned last year. Statistically speaking, we were the most affected by VAR last year. Yeah. Um, and it just ruined the game. It, like, it ruins the 90th minute winners that get fucking called back and, you know, all yeah. that shit. And that's what makes football so great. Like, winning in the last minute and, you know, anyway. It's, hopefully they make it a bit more lenient. It's not so fucking strict, but we'll see what happens. I mean... I agree. Leicester vs Wolves wasn't exactly exciting. Jamie Vardy got uh, yeah. he got the goal. I thought he was really good. He's I sharp. thought Vardy He's sharp. he was the best player on the field. I think he was everywhere. Yes, he missed a couple, but he was all over the place. He must have had two or three red balls before the game because he was everywhere. Um, Wolves were meh to me. Um, Vardy. Even though he's aging, obviously every everyone fucking ages every year, but he's uh, he's getting older and he's lost nothing. He has lost nothing at all. He's what still got it. Nowadays they're different, aren't they? Like I mean, yeah. You think years ago, even in rugby league and, and union and all that that we talk about, um, yeah, they th- their conditioning and their fitness and stuff like that is different to how it used yeah. to be. So years ago, uh, a footballer like Eric Cantona, one of the best players ever played for Man United, he retired at thirty two. Like yeah, that doesn't yeah. happen anymore. No. So um, he's still, you know, it's the sports science that keeps him it going. It is hundred percent. You know, it's evolved so much, man. It evolved so much. I I took a couple of things out of this one, right? I, I thought Leicester were really desperate in defence, but in like really desperate, and they were desperate to stop everything. Adama Traore, a massive unit, shit scorer. He is built like a fucking tank, but he's got tank legs. Cannot put a ball away. Rubbish. Well, that's putting his, the balls that's in. That's his problem. That's always. That's kind of why he's never really made it to that next level. You know what I mean? That's why he's playing for Wolves. All due respect to Wolves, but he's very direct and like yeah. the pace is what gets him into those positions. But he's never been a great finisher. Um, his dribbling's all right. Nothing to, to wow you. Crossing's not the best. So yeah, his final third delivery is probably a average. bit average. But his physical attributes is what gets him into, Mate, unbelievable. into those positions. And he must have had a poor preseason because he would have been in Tokyo throwing shot puts for Spain, the big cunt. He's massive. <laughs> you, you, you're going to pick him. He's an enormous man. Jesus Christ, he's big, but... He's, fuck, his body do. doesn't look like it should play football. He, can, he should play rugby league. He should. He's so big. And if he says he is not doing any weights training, come on. Wolves worry me I, a bit, though. Nothing really going forward. They, they struggle. Nothing. Nothing. They don't look like they're going to score many goals, you know? I agree. They um, look a bit lost. They look They look a bit, little bit lost up front. They've got they a do. decent midfield, but they yeah. look lost when they get into the final third. They don't look like they're going to be able to sink anything in. Yeah, it does, man. And Troy's been look, linked with us again. Uh, mm. and whether or not that's mm. true, I don't know. I mean, I'd coming in as a bricklayer, he's fixing up the cop end. That's, That's all he's it. doing. He's not coming in to score goals. He's, he's coming in to carry bricks. That massive fucking cunt thing. <laughs> he's huge. Oh, he's so big. Um, I'm going to give you this one: Chelsea versus Palace. Chelsea, to me, were the best team performance of the round. They were clinical. They were from start to finish really good. They didn't have any mistakes. Free kick game was on, shots all round. Timo was good, but fuck, he can't score a goal to save his life. And on the flip side, my worst team of the round, Palace. They were shit house. That's not surprising though for me. Palace don't excite me. <clears throat> no, and we spoke about this in our predictions for the for the season. I thought Patrick Vieira might inspire someone to do something. They were fucking woeful. Albeit, it's good. look woeful. When managers come in, it's going to take him a little bit of time. Like the first game, the first, like I'd say one to six or even one to ten, they they need to get their style across, and it takes a little yeah. bit of time. So I will give him the benefit of the doubt that it's you know it's his first game in. He's going to take a little bit of time to breed what he wants and that style and his system, how he wants to play. 
It's going to take. What has a, he been doing in the entire off season? Yeah, I, I know, know but sh- but they're not going to beat Chelsea. But I know preseason that, but games could have been are nowhere near the level of Premier League. No, games. I agree with you completely. That, and I that they were never going to beat Chelsea, right? But they could have been better. You can still go down with a fight and a losing effort. They were shit. They had <laughs> nothing. But are we being are we being too cruel to Chelsea here? Like, are, are we not giving them enough credit? Maybe Chelsea. Chelsea were brilliant. Yeah. Chelsea were brilliant. They were unbeat. No one would have beat Chelsea on uh, in that game. They were I, so good. I have a different but, opinion on who I thought the best team in the round was. But I mean, I hit me. Well, I mean, I, I know, who, I know, I know. Yeah, you're obviously, gonna be, you're going to be biased. Of course I'm going to be biased, but I'll tell you why I'm going to be biased. I'll explain it to you. You could disagree with me, but I'm going to no, give you I, my reasons. I do because disagree. I, I think Chelsea was, but I... That's I fair enough. But I'm going to Liverpool give you... Liverpool, very close second. I'm going to give you my reasons of why I think it's us. And I think the reason why I thought we were the standout performers... Um, yeah. Well, actually, I have only one thing we to said, say about this game. We said that Tottenham were probably the result of the round. So they got to be probably the standout performers. But if I'm talking yeah. about the most professional and just... It, you, you, the team that probably played the best. I, I'm going to say yep. us. Purely for the fact of this, yep. Chelsea's at home, so they got the fans yep. behind them. That's always a big thing. So they And they're playing against Crystal Palace at home, so they're more likely to win. We came yep. into this game. Norwich has just been promoted. They've got the fans behind them. They've got all the momentum to to cause an upset, like Brentford did, like Tottenham did. Yeah, so yeah. All the promoted teams won at home except for Norwich, right? And the, and I think and they I think lost. The, and I think that what makes our performance so good is it was extreme professional in terms of it reminded me so much of when we won the title. Like so that in the first ten minutes, ten to fifteen minutes, Norwich got the ball and all the fans are behind him and they got the momentum. And then we just we just calm it down and we get that goal. And then we suck yeah. the momentum out like a fucking vacuum. It's gone. Yeah. And then we just got control of that game and after that it never looked like we were never we were never going to win. Like we I were always going to win, and then we shut the we shut the gate after that. We get the second. We we bring the boys on, and we just boss the game up. When Fabinho came on, that that team we just controlled it, and we did what we needed to do. Um, and we it just looked like that team that won the title in nineteen twenty just calm. I have very minimal no, things to say about this game, and and, and I, no worries at the back. I think yous were clinical. It was. It was a clinic. It was it, at times it looked like a training run out there. It really did. It looked like you were so clinical. <clears throat> and the only other thing I've got to say about it is: imagine when you've got your full starting midfield back. Holy fuck! But that's what I'm saying, man. You are gonna be Jesus. You're gonna be tough to beat. Well, like, that's why really, I have so much, really tough I have so to much beat. confidence in this team. This is oh, the thing, mate. This is the thing, man. I've been saying it for a long time. I, yeah, I talked to Dad about it. I have no reason. I have no reason at all to doubt this team because every Klopp does not give me a reason I'll, and I'll explain a little bit so clip, clip he gets one. they get 97 points in 2018-19 right and it, and Man City beat them by a point ridiculous the most ever total of points by a team that's finished second and then yep. they win the Champions League in the same year so that season arguably is one of the greatest seasons you're ever going to hear because nobody gets 97 points and wins the Champions League um, so there's that till someone does the quaddy, it's pretty good. And then the next season, you think there's no way they can get better. That's impossible. So in seventeen eighteen, we make the Champions League final. Nobody gives us a yep. shot to even to even challenge the next season because we don't really make any signings. We then go and get ninety seven points and win the Champions League. Then the following season, we don't. Uh, Who we signed? We signed, I think, Naby Keita and Fabinho that Naby. season. And the, the second season, going into the one after winning the Champions League. Oh, they haven't signed anyone again. How are they going to press for Man City? There's no way they can go back to back, you know, get that amount of total. We then get 99 points and we win the Premier yep. League. Then the yep. then uh, last season, the same narrative. Oh, well, who knows? Maybe the legs have run out of Liverpool. They're not going to do it again. And up until Christmas, we were top of the league. They're the best team in the league. And then we collapsed because we got a fucking whole team of injuries and we fell to bits. And the rest is history. Now, yep. the same narrative is happening this year. Oh, Liverpool haven't signed anyone. Are they going to be able to do it again? And year after year after year after year, Klopp just proves people wrong. I never doubt this man. He has a fucking plan. He is the best man motivator in the league. That like He gets the best out of players like nobody's business. And I just it's don't see... It's a, it's his teeth. Teeth. So I just good. don't see a reason to doubt him. And I'm not afraid... You should be called Teetha Pool. 
I'm not afraid of, of Man United buying players. I'm not afraid of Chelsea buying players. I'm not afraid of City because on our day, our best 11 can beat anyone in the world. Yeah, I agree. Well, speaking of anyone in the world, across the park, down Everton Way, Everton v Hampton, the Southern Hampton, 3-1 for us, Everton. There's a couple of things I took from this one. Everton were great in the second half. Adam Armstrong, the former Newcastle boy, and I think he played for some fucking idiots last year, I can't remember. Um, he belongs in the Premier League, like Ivan Tony. He, he's got a presence to him. He's little, but he's exciting. He's zippy. To me, he belongs in the Prem. Rafa must have got into Everton at halftime and said, listen here, you pack of pricks. Get out there and have a fucking go. And they did. Rafa's Rafa a bit like really... Wayne Bennett, mate, at the halftime speeches. He yeah. just knows what to say and he, he knows how yeah. to motivate people. I mean, the guy come back from fucking 3-0 down in the Champions League final against arguably <laughs> one of the best teams yeah. ever and yeah. uh, and ended up winning it. So don't doubt that guy's ability to ref no. up the team and, in, and that, at halftime. And that fight back, I think Everton might... There's a bit of substance to Everton now with Rafa at the helm. There really is. There is substance. Um, like, I mean, rivalries aside... Um, Rafa Benitez for them is a great signing. He's, right, mate. Unbelievable. He is, He'd be the signing of the year for look, them. Yeah, he's a winner. Um, he's he, a fucking he's, winner. He's a winner. And he's if he's backed and he's given time, um, he will make everything yep. good. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't have them finishing very high this year. I mean, we both pretty much had them. I think you had them higher than me. I had them 10th. But I did. I've, I've, I've kind of... Re- I've, I've rethought that because I think that Everton... With Rafa Benitez, with his defensive fucking genius that he's got, yeah. um, and he can get the best out of this that Calvert Lewin. I think Calvert Lewin's a gun up front. I think he's, he's oh, he really is, good. mate. He is. He's good. Richarlison was okay. I thought he played well. I don't, I don't like him still, but I think he played well. But you know what? From moving on from Rafa, like these fucking wanker Newcastle team did for Steve Bruce. Five minutes in, my dick was harder than steel. It was ready to go. Maxi flinging one into Wilson. I thought, oh, here we go. We're in for a season, boys. And then we shit the absolute bed. Um, we've got a guy in. I think he's helping with our defense and a bit of our counter, that Garant Jones. He seems to have a bit of substance about him. He's helping Steve Bruce on the coaching staff. I hopefully he can sort of change our ways a little bit. For me, St. Maximum deserves better. He should be at a big club. He does not deserve to go through this bullshit that he gets put through with this piss-poor defense and this idiot of a manager. Um, He was the best player for Newcastle yesterday by a country mile. He was... The the poor bastard has no trust in his defense. He comes back to the fucking... Our goal box to help defend. Yep. Like, we're a disgrace. Now, I was talking to Jack about it last night, and everyone says the same thing about St. Maximum. Jeez, he's good, and I agree. St. Maximum is unbelievable, but he deserves better. And it pains me to say that because he's my absolute favorite player, but he deserves better than he what does, he gets mate. put through with this Newcastle. He, it makes me sick. He's easily probably the best player on the field, um, even oh, for both sides, I think. I think yep. he was the best yep. player. Um, Declan Rice it's, and Sushek were really good. Declan Rice is... Uh, that's West Ham's... West Ham mm. have, have done something very, very good. And the transfer window's not over yet, so, I mean, there's still this time. But if they keep... They De- De- good in the midfield. If man. they keep Declan Rice, they're um, they're going to be pretty good this year. And, and I may ben have Rama to... Ben re- was good, too. I may have to think my... Uh, really think my pick. But I'll see how they go in the Europa League because I think that they may yep. run out of gas or whatever. So but yep. this game was a tale of two, ha- two halves, man. Like, oh, in the first... Mate. So you guys have come out, you look really good. And then... Again, West Ham must have got a fucking bollocking in the fucking dressing yep. room. And uh, do you know what David happened, Moyes right? has, has come out and said, look, fucking you rev it up. Rip in, you cunts. Do you know what? This is... It, fuck, I got angry, right? We played five at the back, so I thought, whatever, I'll see how we go. We scored early. I've never seen a five at the back defense so fucking compressed and get get balls pushed past them all the time. Ben Rama was just throwing balls out to the left. I think it's Cresswell or whatever his name is. Just in open space. We had five at the back and there was open space near the fullbacks. Fuck off. Honest to God, what are you doing? What yeah, are well, you that's, doing? And are you sure you played five at the back though? Because I yes, mate, we played five at the back. So they were play. They were deep wing backs, right? Because oh, Richie and Murphy too. were playing yeah. deep wing backs. Murphy and Richie, yeah. Murphy scored. Now. Why, where's Jamal Lascelles? He was on the bench. Why is he not playing? He's our captain. He's our best defender. If he hasn't got a broken leg or a fucking something wrong with him, oh, put a bullet in Steve Bruce. Honest to God, it's starting to really fucking grade on me. But see, Man, the like, thing is, you're playing 5-3-2, right? But if yes, you, it was 5-3-2. With, with John Joe as the CDM. Come so, on. Exactly. So if you actually look at 
So I've got a lineup here, and I, I wish I could show it but to you, but I can't. So if you go and buy styles and stylistically, what happens is, so they played four, they played four, three, three, right? Yeah. Or, well, or, they, or, it almost was a four, two, three, one, almost. It was, so, it was very similar. So it kind of, kind of, it kind of is a four, two, three, one. So they played two, yeah. Suzek and Rice. And, and Rice as holding. They held yeah. the midfield. And then really Van is the 10, Bowen and, and that on the left and right. Yeah. But, but if you actually look at it stylistically, um, that it creates overlaps in certain situations. So when you have Creswell, yeah. Fornells, and Susek on the left, yeah. when they get when Creswell pushes on, and you've got Murphy, there's only Isaac Hayden to cover him. So there's only two yeah. players on that side. And if that and what craft, the hell is Isaac Hayden doing there? And if the, exactly he's and a defensive midfielder, what's if he that doing? Isaac Hayden pulls too much to the left, or that centre back, the third centre back pulls too much to try cover it, there's a massive gaping hole in the middle, and J- John Joe Shelby is isolated. So when he's isolated in the middle, and like you said, he's a fucking He's just he's a, a statue, slow, man. He's a static fucking uh, mannequin doing nothing. The likes statue. of Ben Rama and the likes of Mikel Antonio are going to get him behind. Yeah. So that's obviously where uh, West Ham had yeah. figured that out at half time. That fuck. And mate, that was smart. That we're going to create some overlaps it. in certain situations. We're going to be able to get behind. So Newcastle shouldn't play five at the back because you're no. leaving your midfield too exposed. You need, you can't have one central midfielder and they have three. We you know either I mean? need to play. We we need to either play a four two three one, right, or we need to play a four three three holding style where Maxi can roam and do his thing and just let him go because this five at the back stuff for us is a joke. It's not doing anything for anyone. It's I don't care disgusting. who you are. I don't care where you're from. You should never be playing five at the back at home. That's that should no. be illegal. It should be illegal. It was terrible. Um, um, I'll say one thing before we turf off, and I mean Jack will love this for. But if he's listening in. But Mikel Antonio has now become the highest goal scorer for West Ham. For West Ham, 47. Yeah, not 47 a high total. goals. But regardless if it's not a high total or anything. Doesn't matter, I mean, he's still the best. Exactly. He can now go down and say, I am the best striker that's ever played for West Ham. And I'll tell you, man, when he first signed, there is no way in hell I would have picked this no. guy. He he would score goals sometimes. Him. He'd trip over his own bootlace and like it'd fall off his shoulder <laughs> and stuff like that. And it'd go in and he, he wouldn't even know. And... But, you know, credit where credit's due. He's a workhorse. He's got a lot of stamina. And Isn't he, he keeps, big, too? He Isn't he muscular? Going. He is. He's a big... You talk about Adama Traore, man. Antonio, I reckon, gives him a run. Ooh. That guy's in the weight He's room. a... He, mate, he is squads. Good old quads. But if Antonio. West Ham keep that core squad... so uh, They're going to do talk, well. You talk about four now. You talk about Susek. You talk about Rice. You talk about Jared Bowen, Ben yep. Rama, and Antonio... Look, it's, well. it's not a bad team. It's just if they play Europa League and they get deep, yep. which I actually think they're capable of, I think they could play in a quarterfinal or a semi. It's yep. just if that team can handle all the amount of games. And if, if they can, they'll do well. But if they can't, who knows? Absolutely. On to the last one before we go in and preview round number two, Watford beat Villa. Wasn't it now, a better game than we both thought? Mate, it was a great game. There are a couple of things I picked up from it. The first thing... Sir Elton would have been happy, mate. Mate, Brentford... What are you doing? Wear what Watford were wearing. They looked like bumblebees. How dumb are you at Brentford? Wear exactly what Watford wore. It's just the nickname. It's just the nickname. Don't care. I don't care. If you want to be called the bees, you have to look like the bees. Go and wear that uniform. They looked fantastic. Sir Elton would be screaming from the bloody rooftops. Leon Bailey for Villa, I thought was good in his first Premier League outing. I don't think he was great. He near killed Danny Ings with a fucking fling off his right boot in the box. Dropped him. Absolutely belted him. <laughs> but outside of that, I thought it was a pretty good game. I thought it was a pretty exciting game and my call being the most boring one of the round, what an idiot. I think we were both wrong. But um, look, Danny Ings scored late so the game was kind of over. It was 3-2. Yeah, he scored in the 96, 97th minute. But look, Leon Bailey, we'll touch on that. Like He's exciting. He's he uh He's talented, but he's going to take him some time. Just like I agree. all the best players that play in Bundesliga, they're playing Little League, they're playing Serie yep. A and whatnot. And the game is a lot slower. You've got a lot yes, more time on the ball. The Premier League, the people are on you, man. As soon as you get that ball, they're pressing. And it just takes a little bit of time. Uh, you're really skilled, you'll, you'll make it. But yes. a lot of players don't. And yeah, so you can't be so harsh on, on, on players that come overseas and, and have a crack. Oh, I agree. I think it was good. Emmanuel Dennis scored on debut for Watford. I think he was really good in his Premier League debut as well. But... Round number two, match day two, first game. Your you boys what. versus Burnley. This is going to be a fucking what. whitewash. Oh, t- see, look, <laughs> there's, a, there's a part of me that's 
it's weird, right? Because there's a part of me that's so super confident. I'm like, yeah, we'll smash Burnley. But then there's that little doubt about you because of last year and the games we lost at home and Burnley can be so fucking stubborn. Not happening. They, Not happening. They sit 10 men behind the ball. But I am I'm low-key Not confident. Happening. I think... I think we'll I'm high key confident, and I think you're going to put a fucking hat full in. As oh, Ian look. Wright once said, <laughs> Ian Wright would have a hat full. He is going to. You're going to fucking score four or five, and oh, Burnley nah, are not going to even. Burnley aren't yeah. that. They're, they're good defensively. I think it'll be probably. Mm. I think I could see another three nil. But yeah, thing is, I got four nil. I think four nil. What's really exciting, good. mate, is it's it's a nine thirty kick off here Saturday night. It is. Um, I'll be watching. Weekend off, fair up it, my son. We should live stream it. I mate, I would love it. You know what? It's not a bad idea. Could think of it. Um, well, let's see how we go. I'm uh, I'm gonna get the drinks yeah. in. It's good on you. It's gonna be good, mate. I'm gonna. What are you gonna just, have? What are you gonna knock back? Look, beers. Well, you uh, might have something a little bit harder. Well, look, if I have beers, I, there's a potential I could get a bit sleepy. So true and bloated. I always get bloated on the beers. Yeah, I don't except for the Northerns. I could I could drink beers all night, but I get a bit tired. I don't want to be tired, so I may heavy have eyed. Some... You don't want to get heavy eyed. No, so I may have some Jim Beams, some Jack Daniels, whatever oh, I geez, feel, whatever's you, cheaper. Cretin. Are you going to buy a bottle and mix it with the old greatest no, beverage of all time, Max? Lazy. Yeah, true. Good on you. I like the premix. It's just convenience and like they're so sugary. Uh, and I'm are... a big fat man, and they're so sugary. <laughs> but I don't do it all the time anymore because of shift work and all that. You know, you can't. Real. Young man, um, shift work, tired, heels up. Not Game a... number two, Villa versus Newcastle. I think Villa are going to win this one, and I think Villa are going to win this one three two. I think we're going to come out pretty quick. We might even score first, but I do not see us beating Villa. I can't see us winning this one at all. I'm going to disagree with your thoughts. <clears throat> you reckon we're going to win this one? I think you're going to win because, oh, and I'll tell you why. Me. I think that Villa have made a good signing in Ings and um, a couple of other good signings, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, there's something about Villa this year. I, I don't know. I, they, they don't. Yeah. They just give me a warning sign. They do miss Grealish. And you got to remember too; it's not just the fact that they lost Grealish in terms of um, like his skill and how good of a yep. player he is. He's a club captain. If you lose is. a club captain, right? It changes bit everything. Goes, there's a little bit of goes culture on changes. There. The culture changes. Your, col- your culture changes completely. It does. And that's so, why I can't understand why the fuck Lascelles was on the bench. He's our club captain. What's he doing? <laughs> good on you, Steve Bruce. Big fat head. But yeah, I, I think I think you might turn it around. I don't think you were terrible against West Ham. You just had a bad second half. So oh, um, awesome. I, I think you can turn it around. I think you might win. I think you might win two one. Well, and Joe Willick will play. He'll play. He'll definitely play. Exactly. So he's going to change a bit through the midfield. Massive. And I think if it was me, I would play four two three one, right? Or even I'd play four three three actually, and I would play just Lascelles and probably Kieran Clark at the back, Richie on the left. Murphy on the right, and then I'd play Isaac Hayden as my holding defender. I'd play Almiron, and I would play Willick roaming around. Maxi on the left, but let him go every once. Wilson up front, and some other one on the right. I don't even care. I'm too disappointed. I think I think Maxi's got to be a ten because you've got to let him roam. Yeah, he he's got to get. Just got to let him go. He's got to get in that little pockets of space. That's where he thrives. Yeah. Although he is good off the wing, like when he gets on the wing and he's got that dribbling to him, he can get mm. in behind. I think he's better as a ten, like. Just yeah, picking up that, just floating in behind Wilson and getting in those pockets of space to pick yeah. up the ball and driving at the defense. That's where he excels the best. All right. So uh, yeah. next game, Palace versus Brentford. This one, Palace were poor, Brentford were good, and I'm going to say Brentford are going to win this one. I'm quite excited to see how Brentford go away from home. I'm going to say a draw, um, mate. You reckon draw? What do you What do you think? One one uh, nil nil. I think one one. I think Palace uh, they'll turn up. Palace at home are always notoriously got a got a good home crowd, a good home following, yep. so they'll be up for it. Patrick Vieira's first game at home. Brentford will be coming off a high because they fucking spanked Arsenal, pulled their pants down. But I reckon they're gonna hold it. I reckon they're gonna go two one. But first game away from home in the Premiership. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just I just think this has the makings of a draw over because I don't think Palace yeah. are great, and I think Brentford might come down a peg or two. That like being. After playing that first game at home and coming off that high, like that, you, you're amped up. You're really amped up for that first game of the season. It's hard yeah. to replicate that with the second game. It, it, you're yeah. almost you're going to fall off no matter what. So I, I think can that, see what you're saying. Yeah, so I, I just I, think they're going to have it in them. I think they're going to be a bit classier than Palace. You, I think look, they're going to have a bit of wildness to them, and I think Tony's going to have another great game. You're probably right. Um, and Embueno, Embueno on the right, he was. But really I just think the yeah, I, I, I just got feeling. I there's no real uh, logic behind it. I just think that maybe no. Vieira might. Might put on a performance being at home. 
Leeds versus Everton. This one could be a high scorer. This is interesting, this, isn't it? This is a really one hard one be, for me. This yeah, is really hard. I, I don't know. It, this one could either be 1-1 or 5-4. I, I don't know. It could be a real high scorer. I think... I think Everton are going to win. I think Everton are going to win away from home. I think Leeds are going to drop their first at home and they're going to panic a little bit. I think Everton are going to get momentum in the second half and Rafa's going to get into them and they're going to win 4-2. I'm going two. Leeds. You've got Everton 4-2? Yeah. I'm going Leeds 3-2. Oh, nice. Lovely. Yep, I'm going Leeds 3-2. I think at home at Ellen Road, they'll be up for it. Um, I think that Everton probably are the better side. Yep. But I, I just I, I just worry a bit. Like they went down against Southampton real early, and then they had to fight their way back into the game at Goodison. And I just worry that maybe if you're away from home, especially against Leeds, who keep coming at you, I keep coming at you, I keep coming at you, like we've spoke about so many times. Um, I think it's if interesting get... to see if Leeds can hold exactly if they lose so momentum. If... Can they hold the moment? Can they, they won't. Get momentum they won't back? lose momentum. I don't feel drastically. But if Leeds get a, a goal early, mm. I can see them really pushing on and. But it's it's going to be interesting to see. I think I think it's a very exciting game, almost my game of the round. I would say it is. Um, it's my game of the round. It's absolutely yeah. my game of the round. I think the next game, Manchester City versus Norwich City. I think this is going to be about seven nil. If they City, if they don't put on a clinic and go gangbusters against Norwich, there's something wrong internally. They, especially after losing. I know it was away from home, but that was no one expected them to lose that. They're going to have to put an absolute show on. And I think they will. I think it's going to be as fun. So do I, mate. Notoriously, notoriously, if you look over the last five years of Manchester City, that team yeah. at home always puts on massive results. Yeah, Regardless of who they play against, they, they usually... we've got always... no fans in the stadium. They don't care. Yeah. They just so, put it on. I mean, I can't see it. Man. I, I, I thought Norwich put up a, a valiant effort against us, but even we carved them apart at home. I think City it's are going to help them. Too. They're going to so help them. I think Pep's going to have watched it and Pep's going to go... Yeah. Well, not I, two in a row. I he's going to go, I want to double their score. I want to get six. It's going to be six or seven. I, I can't see it. This Especially next if, game for me... Yeah, I agree. Go on, sorry. I didn't. Mean oh, to I was just going to say that because De Bruyne come off the bench against Tottenham and I think he'll he'll start against City. He'll definitely I mean, he'll definitely against, against Norwich City. Um, Norwich, and yeah. I think if De Bruyne starts, it's game over. Yeah, I think so too. This next game, I don't like to do this to Watford again, but I think this is going to be the Dow one of the round. I think this is going to be... A one-all draw. I don't. Th- I, I. Watford were good, but they let. I know they let in a late one. Brighton were good-ish. I just think this one might be a one-all draw. Just one of the games around me. Go oh, okay. They played. Well, here's the thing. We're either going to be right about Watford, or we're going to be wrong again and again, and have to apologise to probably some Watford fans if they're listening. But yeah, I Belton John I, rings up and says, "What yeah. are you doing?" Say, so, look, mate, you start back in my team, closer. otherwise there's going to be some fucking issues. He uh, said to me once, hold me closer, I'm tired of dancing. And I went, what? <laughs> I thought it was Tiny Dancer. He said, no, you all heard it wrong. Hold me closer, I'm tired of dancing. <laughs> Sir Elton, no. Uh, didn't, yeah. see, didn't see him in the game. Wasn't there. You got a stand yeah, named was... after you? You need to be there. You know, if you've got a stand named and after sing. you. Right, this, this is, is what I'm saying. This is If you've got a stand named after you, you need to be there. At least Kenny Douglas is at every fucking Liverpool game. Be there with But he was an ex-player, so he deserves it. But um, yeah. Look, dead rubber, I think. You're right. I yeah. think it's a draw. Yeah. I don't think either yeah. team are, are better than one another. No, I agree. So I'll, I'll go I'll go 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Uh, <laughs> Southampton v Manchester United. I cannot see United losing this. I don't think they will be as explosive as they were in that last half an hour against Leeds, but I think they will win this comfortably and I think they're going to win this one 3-1. Yeah, see, Thoughts. look, I'm going... I'm, I'm exactly with you. I think they're... I can't see Man United not winning. I think Man United uh, against Southampton as well, yep. who just lost Vestergaard. Vestergaard's just been bought by Leicester, if you have mm-hmm. not seen. So they've lost their best centre-back. They yep. weren't particularly great at Everton. I know they're at home. St. Mary's, bit of a travel for down from the north to the south, but I, I think Man United are going are gonna to ride this momentum. I honestly so could see... I could see 4-0. Yeah. I, 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 that's a good call. I'm with you. I think 3-1. I think they're going to go gangbusters. It'll be... Look, and I, and I, don't, I don't like talking about it, but also, they're going to probably start Jane Sancho. He's probably going to get his first yep. game. 
Yeah. I dare say, I could be wrong. They may not, but I mean, when you pay this amount of money and you're that type of player, they'll probably start Varane. So you're going to have yeah. Varane, you're going to see oh, Varane and, and Maguire together for the first I time. I take back, so, I'm going to say 3 0. So defensively, they'll, I'm they'll look better. They'll um, be look better. Look, I hate them, but you can't deny the fact that they've got a good squad now. And I think, yeah, I, I, think sure I, I, I just, they're way better than Southampton. <laughs> I'll be surprised if the Saints score a goal. Uh, the Mad Dog Wolves, old Sammy Crawford's team, the old mate, um, versus Tottenham Hotspur, the Golden Cocks, the Big Rooster Birds. The Carl Davison oh, Howe. The, the Carl Davison Howe, the Andrew Stewart's father from 19, whenever he was born, he's been following them since then. I've got Tottenham winning this one. I've so got do Tottenham I, mate. winning this one 2 1. So I'm not going to make the same call I did last week and just completely write off Spurs and hear about it. Mm. Um, no, but in all seriousness, <laughs> yeah, I think Tottenham are better than the Wolves anyway. And I think that Wolves are, are in a bit of... They just haven't really got an identity at the moment. I think that they're struggling to find what they are and who they are after losing yep. um, losing their manager. And he's he's going back to Wolves. He's his first game back at Wolves. So it's going to be a little bit of a strange one for him. Isn't but, it ever? It will be, but I just feel that... The do you reckon Wolves they'll boo him, or do you reckon they'll cheer him? I don't think they'll boo him, because he's he made Wolves the team that they are. He um, did, and I think he was unfairly... He was punted, wasn't he? No, or he... Or did he get he, offered Tottenham? I think, I think he resigned. Okay, um, so he did But Tottenham he probably... Okay. He that probably makes sense. I, I think he stepped down, because probably Tottenham had... Um, had probably... Asked for him. Given, yeah, given him a call on the side and said, look, we're It's interested. a big gig. It's a big gig taken over. Oh, of course it is. Jose Mourinho. That's a big gig because he's a big personality, Jose. Look, you know, the top six clubs, regardless of where they are, like irrespective of where they are in the league, they are all big positions to go to. Massive. Yep. You go to Arsenal, massive. You go to Chelsea, yeah. massive. Tottenham, yep. massive. All. Um, you, you go to City, you go to Man United, you go to Liverpool. That pressure on all those clubs because there's, there's so much money involved yes. and the fan base and everything like that. There's so much. Pre- they're massive jobs, man, and you know, and you hate to deny. Uh, you can't deny that, if, regardless if you hate any of them, whatever your allegiances are. Like I hate United, but they are all I still decided. monster clubs. They are monster clubs. I still clubs. haven't decided who I hate. I haven't put my finger on it yet. I just, you can't it's really gonna hate be one anyone. of these. There's, there's no one it's going to be really one hate. of these twenty. It'll be one of the twenty, and I'll tell you by mid-season who I hate, and I don't know which it is yet. You'll find a player it's, that you dislike, and then you'll yeah, dislike the team. I That's what so. will happen. I, see, I hate Bruno Fernandez, but see, I, I hate, and as I'm going to quote the old El Producerino, the dirty pirate Deli Alley. He does look like a dirty pirate. If he had a fucking feather in his hair and one of those gold hoop earrings, he would look like straight out of Pirates of the Caribbean. I fucking hate Deli Alley. Do you think he's going to be rejuvenated time? this year under Santo? I don't care. I can't stand him. I can't stand the guy. Um, the Gunners versus the Blues. The Gunners versus the Pensioners. I think Chelsea are going to win this one clinically. I think Arsenal were so poor. I know they were away from home. They're back at the Emirates or wherever the hell they call it. They were so poor opening round. Chelsea were so good opening round. I think Chelsea are going to win this one, and I think they're going to win it 2-0. Lukaku's I don't first game. Luka- oh, Lukaku's first game. I don't think Arsenal are going to win a game for probably... Because they've got City next week. They're not going to win a game until maybe... They might even draw with Norwich. Match day five, probably. I just I can't would see him winning would, for a while. Here's, here's a punt, and I'm going to ask you this honestly, and I want it's going to be a genuine question. And, yep. and you need to give me your honest opinion here. Do you reckon can do that? Yes. Potentially. Yes. At the end of next week, if they lose to City and they lose to Chelsea, do you think Arteta's gone? This early? Oh, I think he won't be gone, but I think it will be being discussed. And it will be being discussed in the media. It'll be being discussed by all the oh, Arsenal TV fans. Oh, we whinge about everything. They'll be discussing it. And you know what? He probably shouldn't even be there, Arteta. He he's for a relatively new manager to be thrown the helm of a monster club after a tenure of twenty plus years from Wenger was a dumb decision. In my well, opinion. Unai Emery was there first. Yeah, Unai Emery was there first, but still, a dumb decision. Like, what's Arteta's? 
managerial record pre-Arsenal. So his his pedigree is because he's been the assistant of Pep, and he used to play oh. for Arsenal. He used to play um, at Arsenal before he yeah, retired. But and so they've they've gone for the the. It's the old allegiance to the club, and because he's played for Pep, they think that he's going to be the new Pep. But I tell you what, he's got no he's coaching pedigree, man. He he's has no not managed personality. The club. You need you need to do what Gerard's done. So, it, yep. like, look Go at Lampard, right? Go like Lamp- Lampard kind of did the same thing. Jumped straight into Chelsea, and it didn't work out for him because it was too early and too soon. Yep. You need it's to like what Brad Fittler did in the rugby league with the Roosters. He was yeah. too young, and he's sti- these blokes have still. He's probably played with a few of these players that are in his team. That's exactly. not a good thing to do. It's, it's not, not right. It's not. So you need to earn your strikes. You've got to distance and yourself for a exactly. Little bit. So Jared's gone to Rangers. He's now won the league for Rangers. So he's got a bit of a pedigree. He can now say, "Oh, look, these are the things I've done. These are the things I've implemented. You can see my coaching yep. style. Yada yada yada." And then he comes yep. back to Liverpool probably fucking five or ten years time. In fact, I put a bet on it right now. I'll bet he'll take large amounts of money. He'll take over from Klopp, guaranteed. Yeah, I agree. Um, That's what I've been thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, um, and I think they've done this very like they've calculated this Liverpool. I reckon they've gone because he was part of the youth academy a couple of years yeah. ago, and I reckon they've gone, Gerard, we've no long term got you. You go earn your stripes. Go get some experience, but we'll get you back. Um, that, you know what? On the flip side of that, it shows you how good of a bloke Jürgen is. Like, he's sort of like, you know, in a couple of years, they're going to bring back Gerard. I've done my tenure. Thanks for my time. I'm not going to cause a stink. He's not like, that type of a, person, mate. He's done that everywhere he's been. He's been at Mines you know, for he, seven years. Dortmund I wish for I could have years. a beer with that. I'd love to have a beer with Jürgen Klopp. He's so down to earth. Do you know what he I did would... when he first signed for Liverpool? You tell me another coach that you could ever know or ever, ever even think of that may have done this. And maybe in Australia it's happened, but definitely not in the Premiership. When he got taken over from Liverpool, he. Yeah. Went to all the pubs in Liverpool and he went and sat down with the locals and to try understand the culture and understand what they wanted from their side and yep. what made them tick and what they wanted to see. Um, Fuck, he must have club. had some beers. You know what I mean? Jesus oh, he Christ, he must have polished some fucking frothies off. What fucking manager goes and sits down with fans there? Not many people. He's just, no, I can't uh, picture many. He's a, he's a fucking tip-top bloke, man. He's tippy-top. Not only has he done that, he has fixed the teeth of every single player in that team. <laughs> you have got pearly whites from from arsehole to breakfast. It is beautiful. The best it's... teeth in the Premier League, coached by Jurgen, Sadio Teeth Mane, Roberto Teeth Firmino. It's when's Mo going to get his teeth in? He, uh, he, he, I know, mate. Maybe he doesn't believe it. I don't know. No, he probably doesn't. Well, but, um, on to the last to, one. Get get back to Arsenal. Last game of the Oh yeah, you on. go. Move on. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me. Yeah. Talk to me. I just want to talk a little bit about them. I just think that they're in a they're in a, a very big. They're in a part of their history now where this could really go all wrong, right? So they it need really to make could. a decision. They need to decide. Okay, look. We can either go down the route of trying to give Arteta the time and mm. and we'll rebuild and we'll see where this goes. Or they need to make a decision and get somebody in fast because that team who, currently who constructed... Who's going to come in? Who is it? Exactly. I'm if, not, I'm, I and that's what no I, idea. I am racking my brain because Arsenal, being a top six club and being one of the biggest clubs in the world, have the ability to pull in a major name. But who would leave their post at this time? There is no one. They are yeah. all... Like, look at, like, Nagelsmann has just gone to Bayern. Hansi Flick's free, I think, but he might be taking over Germany in the near future. I'm pretty sure he's already um, signed with Germany. Well, he's already taken Germany, so maybe the ex-German manager might take him. The Germans seem to be doing really well in the Premier League as managers at the moment. Um, but who would be waiting in the wings to take that job? Absolutely. Look, and, you, and you're right, and I don't disagree with that at all, but I'm just simply... I'm, I'm saying from the standpoint of if you're a massive club like Arsenal think that they mm. still are, and I would still say that they're a massive they club. They are. In I terms of their revenue and all that type of stuff. But they're huge. They are in a very dire situation. Like They're trying to offload Aubameyang. I don't know if you've seen today. They're trying to um, swap Aubameyang for Coutinho. So they're trying to get rid of Aubameyang to get Coutinho. Aubameyang. I don't think that makes them any better because they still struggle up top. And having yes, another center attacking midfielder, who's he going to fucking pass it to? Um, <laughs> so they, they, I, they should have broke the bank for a, for a striker. The problem they, is... Cause, Lacazette's meh, but he's injured. I like Lacazette, but he's injured. I think he would do a lot better in Germany, Spain, Italy. I think they should have looked for someone like a Lukaku, like an Ivan Tony. Even I know he's not proven yet, but he's played in England. He's played in the championship, which is tough as nails, and gone for someone like that. Instead of just resting on your laurels with Pierre, Pierre's getting old. I don't Lacazette. think Arsenal could, could have invested in Ivan Tony. 
Well, not yet, but not to start. But they need someone really who's going to put them away. I don't think Pierre is even a shadow of his former self when he was for Borussia Absolutely Dortmund. not. I think he's done. Um, he played well in that FA Cup final a couple of years ago, right? But I don't know. I think he's a bit of a myth. Oh, Ultimately, for me, it, it, it boils down to this for me. If you're buying... Do you know what they remind me of? They remind. I said it to somebody else a couple of days ago. They remind me of Liverpool back in 2012, 2013, when we had Roy Hodgson, and we were just, we were, we were terrible. Give Roy like, the job. Give we were finishing tenth, and we were finishing ninth, and all this crap, right? And yeah. we had no direction. We would, and we, we were so far off the top of the league, so far off Champions League. It wasn't even funny, right? That is yep. what Arsenal go through right now, and the bad decisions we made back then. Now, ultimately. Jordan Henderson has turned out to be our club captain. He's been a good decision. But we bought the likes of like Charlie Adam. We bought Andy Carroll. Fucking Stuart uh-huh. Downing. Um, we bought him back. You know, and all these other players. Joe Cole. But all these players that were just, they were from lower ends of the clubs, like in, in the league, and they were kind of Finnish players. But like, they just weren't great players. Like, ultimately, they weren't great yeah. players. And Arsenal now are doing the same thing. They're spending big money on fucking Ben White from ben, Brighton. Like, didn't he have a great game? And, and Not. Like, yeah, I'm, I would assume, I'm going to say he's probably a decent defender. I'm, I don't think he's terrible. But you just in terms of the fifty million on Ben no. White, the players forty three on Varane, forty three on Varane. That is my point. Um, English players are overpriced, but it's the type of player that they are attracting now. It's the type of players that they're looking for because they've fallen so far. They're not yep. looking for Rafael Varane yep. because he's not going to fucking come play over no, that. I agree. They're in a world of hurt and they're going to have a lot of stuff to look at over the They're going to have a lot to go through and to tip it off, I just think they're going to get spanked by Chelsea. Probably 2, so two, two or 3-0, mate. I got two or three nil as well. Probably two nil for me. Last game of the round. I think this is going to be the most exciting, exciting game of the round. Jackie boys, West Ham. Uh, blowing bubbles up your ass or whatever you do with them. I don't know. I couldn't care less. Um, yeah, this foxes. game, to me, versus Jamie Vardy's Red Bull Foxes. He should play for Red Bull Leipzig. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? Jeez, he makes some money, wouldn't he? Oh, mate. He'd play for New York Red the Bull. Sponsorship something. Red RB Salzburg. Remember when I thought I was Austrian for a little while? What a joke. You thought you were German. You thought you were Austrian. <laughs> no, we're Germans from now, from Poland. I've seen the family outline. I thought I was Austrian for a bit. I created an Austrian character on FIFA. I had long hair. Looked like Puyol shit. Moving on. Um, I think the Hammers are going to win this game because I think their midfield is going to be great. Although Leicester's got a good midfield too. Hammers are going to win this one 2-1. Thoughts? I'm going, I'm going Hammers 2-0. Ooh, I think nice. that West Ham, uh, I think West Ham are just going to be a little bit better than Leicester. Like we said before, Leicester's yeah, cool. defense looked a bit shaky, um, very slender. And no, oh, actually, have... I thought, like they, but they were desperate. They looked shaky, but desperate. Look, so they tried for everything. I think West. I think Leicester have the capability to go to West Ham and beat them. Um, I just think that at think home. Uh, West Ham, like last year, West Ham had some really good performances against teams that were above them, and they yeah. they they took points off teams that are above them. I think they even did the double over Leicester City last year. I could be wrong there. We I did swear. the du- Newcastle did the double over West Ham. They did. That? There was only three teams that did the double over West Ham. My Jack was telling me it was Newcastle, Liverpool, and City. I think. <laughs> so and he was, you know what? How was do worried, you beat a but, team? Yeah. How do you beat a team that Frodo Baggins goes for? No, they no. should be almost unbeatable. He's got that nice little blue sword called Sting. He fought some spiders. He, he's got Gandalf as his mate. They should they, be unbeatable. They've got a lot of protection, not. mate. Oh, Sam running down the, running Sam down the, he's, he's running down <laughs> real the quick, crowd. I have a real quick one before we go. This is just one little thing to end the podcast on because, well, I'm tired and we've finished talking about the football. But the the... Lord of the Rings, right? The four hobbits. Sam, Frodo, Merry Pippin. Obviously, Frodo goes for West Ham. Who does Sam go for? Oh, jeez, that's a hard one. So he's super loyal, right? He follows Real Frodo to the death. So that means he has to follow a team to the death that are always let him down, right? And he's going to go for the Hammers because he's going to be sucking Frodo's little ball sack again. No, I know that, but I'm going to give him something. And like, he's, a big, he's a bit of a burly bloke. He is. I don't know. But I, I, you know what? I, I reckon I could see him as a... I reckon I could see him as a magpie, to be honest. Oh, that excites me. And that, I reckon he would be. Me I and Samwise. Merry and Pippin, right, wow. they'd go for the same team. They'd cause they'd the be sing- team. They would be on the tables, singing the songs. And do you know who yep. I reckon Merry and Pippin are going for? 
They are going for the one, the only Leeds United. Why Leeds, mate? Thoughts. Imagine them sitting at a table just screaming Leeds, 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 Leeds at the top of their lungs. Yeah, but they need to have second. Like... They need to have second breakfast, mate. Oh, like yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of pie shops up near Leeds. Fish well, and chips. Greg's, mate. Greg's is a big pie shop. Greg's pie shop. How good's curry sauce with chips? That's something I've only come across recently in like uh, the last two mate, years. There's a place at Capalaba. Oh, that's that's yes, down, mate. Sorry, Birkdale. That's down the road from yep. me. It's uh, British fish and chips. It's yep. delicious. When my old man he comes made... down, he uh, we always go get it. There's a sister shop of that at North Lakes. It's not as good as the one at Birkdale, but mm. the curry sauce. There's one at Redcliffe. That's shit. Way too greasy. Um, well, there you go. If you want to go and get some good fish and chips or some curry sauce, go to the place at Birkdale. Yeah, you want to you want to get that English into you. That's that's oh. the place to go, mate. It's it's fantastic. It's it's a revelation. That's what you want to have. If you want to have some bit of grease, go to the one at Redcliffe. It's not that great. It's really not. The one at North no, Lakes is nice. So the sister club of the curry sauce place whatever anyway Tommy go, I'm uh, always put vinegar on your chips too brown vinegar Ooh. on your chips how good yeah. how good anyway I'm going to go cook dinner um, oh, mate. You do the you, wife's mate. calling uh, me so I'm probably uh, oh well I suppose I'll talk well, to you later we'll talk we about will talk next week. we'll talk next week mate. we'll recap this next week and, uh, lovely we'll probably, we'll probably be fucking wrong but who knows we'll again as always yeah. see you mate alright mate take care see you